Sally Murphy has Na Korero Epa Anakite Taifenua, our rural news. And Sally, a month of sunny weather has brought some relief to cyclone hit farmers on the east coast. Kia ora, Charlie. Yeah, it has, but they, they need some rain to push a healthy spring flush and soon. Feed levels are already getting tight in Hawke's Bay and an El Nino weather system is expected to bring more dry and westerly winds in the coming weeks. Phil Tyther, an Ag First farm consultant in the region, says farmers are preparing for a drier summer. The El Nino one is a concern, and yeah, look, it's lovely to have it dry and, and not be bogging around in mud around farms, but, you know, a little bit of rain would actually be quite nice now to just lift things. And I think, you know, a lot of people are planning for a drier summer, so we'll have to, we'll have to see as it comes and, and be flexible. And typically people are moderating their stock numbers and not stocking up with as much flexi stock as they normally would. So, yeah, yeah, a bit, bit more caution. Hawke's Bay Fruit Growers President Bryden Nisbet says with drier weather on the way, preparation is key. What growers need to do to prepare for this, and it's what I'm doing right now, is we've got to make sure our irrigation systems are running and operational. A lot of our systems and pumps were damaged in the floods. Meanwhile, up the road in Wairoa, farming leader Alan Newton says there's been a little bit of grass growth in the last month, but not enough. He says farmers are after some warm rain to sprout pasture growth. Lambs are all being born and calves are being born, and if we don't get that spring flush, the mothers won't be able to make a lot of milk to feed them well, and um, there won't be much feed around for the, for the parent sheep to look after the young ones. How are feed levels around at the moment? They're quite run down on most places due to slips and just the very, very wet season that we've had. During those wet, cold times, the cattle ate a lot of grass. You've just got to buy feed in. For people in the in the backcountry areas, they can't buy feed in because they can't get the feed to the livestock for a start. A lot of tracks are still not open. They opened their tracks up straight after Cyclone Gabriel, and then this very, very wet winter that we've actually had closed everything back in. So a lot of places are actually back to square one, what it was like straight after the cyclone. They know how to live and how to um, get the best for their stock. They'll just keep moving them. And if you're a blade of grass and you're green, I'd say your life's on the line. That's Alan Newton. To other news, seasonal border controls to prevent brown marmorated stink bugs entering the country have ramped up. Native to Asia, the pest feeds on fruit and vegetable crops, causing them to rot from the inside, posing a huge risk to New Zealand's multi-billion dollar horticulture sector. Monique Steele reports. Four years ago, more than 200 live marmorated stink bugs were being intercepted at the border each season, prompting tighter import rules for cars and machinery from countries with established populations. From the start of this month, vehicles, machinery and parts from countries of risk must be treated or undergo other approved measures before being shipped to New Zealand. The same requirements apply to sea containers arriving from Italy, where there is a large established stink bug population. Biosecurity New Zealand says the seasonal controls are in place during the colder months of the Northern Hemisphere winter because this is when the stink bugs look to hibernate, often finding their way into enclosed spaces and vehicles and other equipment. The controls will be in place until the end of April. 
Produce company TNG Global has planted the first commercial lot of its new variety of apple, Jolie. The variety, a large bright red apple, was launched in June after 10 years of breeding by plant and food research. Company spokesperson Morgan Rogers says 0.7 of a hectare has been planted in Hawke's Bay, with plantings ramping up over the next few years. Next year we're looking at doing, broadly speaking, around 60 hectares. And the year after that, our plans at this point are closer to 100 hectares. From then onward, it will align and constrain to our business you know, strategic plans for the numbers and uh, what the demand is out there. Morgan Rogers says the variety should be readily available to buy from 2027. A group which wants stricter rules on fishing in Fiordland says by acting now and protecting stocks, complete fishing bans could be avoided. Fisheries New Zealand has received 35 submissions on proposed changes to commercial and recreational fishing in Fiordland. Fiordland Marine Guardians proposed the changes, which could see tighter rules around accidental catches of protected species and new daily catch and bag limits around the entrances of the fjords. Chairperson Rebecca McLeod says they are concerned for species like blue cod, power and groper. Species, particularly the blue cod and power, they don't move around much and so it's really easy for them to get um, depleted in sort of localised patches. So that's why we're suggesting that a boat limit is introduced where we essentially put a cap on the number of power, blue cod, other species that one vessel can take on any one day. So it's kind of another level over and above the amateur daily bag limits. Compared to other parts of the country, you might regard that the fisheries in Fiordland are actually in pretty good nick, but it's all relative, right? So we can see what has happened in the Marlborough Sounds and the Hauraki Gulf in terms of fisheries that are allowed to become really depleted. And what we're trying to do here is sort of head it off at the pass um, and turn it around before the situation gets really drastic. That's Rebecca McLeod. The Ministry Minister for Oceans and Fisheries will consider the submissions and the group's feedback before making any final decisions. And just lastly, despite a lower global supply of bananas due to weather, disease and increased demand, New Zealand has good agreements to secure enough of the fruit. Foodstuffs North Island Head of Produce Bridget Corson has just returned from visiting suppliers in the Philippines where the company has partnerships to ensure bananas are readily available. She says global production is down by around 6%, so its vital supply is secured through those good relationships. It's like any other produce category. So when supply goes down, prices go up. And we've seen um, prices ease up over the uh, last year as a result of supply being tighter. Hoping for a better season with El Nino and coming in, that weather pattern uh, that will uh, heat things up in Ecuador uh, with the weather. And then we'll see slightly better supply. Bridget Corson says it was also good to check in on the plantations and pack houses to ensure standards were high. And that's the rural news for today. Kia pai tera.